Welcome to the comic show. We're in a small room. Sequoia and myself were working on this incredible invention. And then Dave was in front of a beam and I had to save him. I jumped in front of the beam and I got shot. And ever since then, I turned big and green. Yes. What happened to You're fine. We're just working on stuff together. <laughs> I had to save a young boy from why, being killed. Why can't I be the one that now let the gators? Why am I the only one that falls in the doo-doo? <laughs> Amos was just watching. <laughs> okay. <laughs> he was watching and laughing. That's his want to do. <laughs> so, hey, it's another episode. And today we're going to talk about Planet Hulk by uh, Greg Pak. It was really good. But before then... Let's go ahead and uh, knock off a few comic book news articles that we have read. Comic book news! We need a theme song for every section. Yeah. Uh, so, last week, as you guys know, Captain America became a Hydra agent. That was me. The internet was really angry about it. I think that <laughs> that's pretty much the only way to take Captain America and make him white again is make him bad. Well, you could have both guys as Captain America yeah, simultaneously. Double, yeah, double, yeah, no, black, black cap, white cap. Yeah, no, real Captain America, Hydra <laughs> Captain America. Oh, oh, that's oh, the what you're doing there. I see. I, you. All right. I, I mean, you know, I can't stress out over anything like that because my thing is, I don't read the book, so I'm not invested in it. But then on top of that, like a year from now, it's not. They're gonna. They're gonna. I mean, it's gonna be something different. Yeah, the whole time he was just tricking. Uh, hit Hydra that he was tricking de- Shield <laughs> for decades. He was in a triple. I don't know what they, the internet triple cross so upset about everything. That's the whole thing is to piss you off. Oh, go get off that the you'll, internet. That you'll re- <laughs> throw back to last week. Yeah. Just read it, man. God, it's been a long I'm okay with it. Yeah, it's been really long. I guess uh, it'd be interesting to see where it goes. Yes. And if it goes someplace good and the narrative's all right, then more power to it. I'm still not reading it because Cap is an old white man that has interested me for years well, outside of the cinematic universe. But, I mean, I, I guess it's one of those things where it's... They got the, they got the intended response. Yeah. Uh, more news is that the Luke Cage Netflix show starts September 30th, and we just found out that uh, Cornell Cottonmouth Stokes is going to be the baddie, not to be confused with the Cottonmouth uh, Kings. <laughs> not to be confused with the rap group. Also, not to be confused with the Lizard Cottonmouth. Not the same guy. He's a, like a baddie who. This Cottonmouth is a baddie who's just like a street thug kind of, not a lizard man. So, good to know. Although I don't like the idea of a black villain named Cottonmouth. It's just me. Yeah. I'm a black person, if you didn't know. <laughs> Listening to this podcast. Um, Shouldn't we, should we get angry at the person who named the snake that? I mean, it's a Cottonmouth snake. Oh, that's fine. That's that snake. snake. Hey, the snake can be what it wants to be, but I'm just saying, black guy named Cottonmouth. <laughs> Um, I think it, you know what, you know what, leaving it alone. (laughs) Uh, Also, Power Rangers movie coming out, um, I saw some clips, all of them look like Iron Men. Can we just talk about Elizabeth Banks as Rita? Holy shit. Oh yeah, I did see it. But what are they going to do now that uh, X-Men Apocalypse has uh, Ivan Ooze as its main villain? I actually saw clips of the new baddie in uh, Power Rangers looks exactly like Apocalypse from the comic books. So it's like a, it's like a switcheroo. It's 
pretty interesting. Also, Ligates announced that there could be up to seven Power Ranger movies. No, we get to three of those, and that's okay. As, when are we going to get the R-rated Power Rangers movie that we deserve? <laughs> you mean like that, that yeah. YouTube? Yes. Yeah. That was awesome. That Tommy was not a fan of, but no one cares because fuck you. Yes. <laughs> I wouldn't say that dude's an MMA fighter. He'll beat the shit out of us. He, he doesn't listen to this. <laughs> He's got things to do with his time. <laughs> he is children. <laughs> All right, more news, um, kind of old news, but we didn't talk about it last week, is that DC Comics is bringing Watchmen into the main universe. It looks like Dr. Manhattan is God and could be killing Superman, maybe? With his big penis. I, I think them trying to incorporate Dr. Manhattan into DC, it's sort of, I realize I hadn't read Rebirth, it's sort of a metaphor that... Watchmen was the comic book that made everyone else think that comic books had to be adult and mature and grim. And that's not to take anything away from Watchmen or what Alan Moore did. I mean, he was trying to make a statement about how, when you really come down to it, you know, comics aren't really meant to kind of carry that sort of weight of, Mm -hmm. you know, real world issues. But the thing is, much like the movies we, the popular movies we have now, people learn the wrong lesson. And everyone tried to emulate what Moore did. Um, I don't know. I mean, I'm sure, literally, in the books, they are setting up some kind of conflict. I don't know if Dr. Manhattan's necessarily going to be, you know, some big, bad, evil guy or whatever. But, you know, a lot of people have kind of... Um, well, he's, like, kind of... It's kind of impossible for him to be evil because well, he's, he's kind of yeah, transcended... He yeah. does what has to be done. Right. At least in his own... I wouldn't say small, you know, world because I mean he basically knows pretty much everything, so he probably does better than we do what to do. Yeah, he's omnipotent. Yeah, and, you know, he's evil emotions <laughs> or, or intentions. Oh, omnipotent. Yep. But evil. Uh, but no, I, I I mean this what this comes down to is basically a follow up to what DC did a few years ago with before Watchmen. I mean DC came to the realization that hey, we own this property. And it's one of our best-selling properties, and all we have to show for it is a trade paperback. And they're like, why aren't we getting more use out of it? So basically, this is them trying to further what they did with Before Watchmen and get more use out of those characters. So, I mean, while on one hand, I don't love it, at the same time, I'm real curious to see where they go with it. Mm. I think it's a good idea. Um, I just wish I could have seen Alan Moore finding that one out. You know? Oh. Just well, yeah, it, it just, well, you know, the, you know his whole beef with DC is, right? Is the I, fact I that they had made him a promise that when that book went out of publication, the rights would go back to him. But the thing is, DC's never had an intention of ever letting it go out of publication, and this pretty much just solidifies that, that we own this. You know, so he's never going to get it back. And honestly, I mean, you know, he's been very indifferent towards the comic book industry as a whole right now. I mean, he, he lives on his mountain with his long hair and he's <laughs> yeah, he's out there casting spells and such. yeah, so he's okay. Spider Jerusalem it up out there <laughs> in the wilderness. <laughs> so let's go ahead and jump into Planet Hulk by Greg Pak. Um, Pak Yeah, Yep, Greg Pak. Pac Man. The Pac-Man himself, uh, and I think that we should probably set up a little backstory. Um, this started with Hulk going out to fix a satellite because his homeboys were like, "Hey, why don't you come up here and fix the satellite for us, Hulk? You're good at that. You're really good at that." 
and they trapped him in a metal rocket. I'm assuming it's metal. I don't know for sure, but it's in a rocket. Sort of mesaloid. And they shoot him off into space because he can't stay on Earth because he's messing too much stuff up. The I mean, Illuminati decided he could not stay on Earth. And who was the Illuminati at this time? That uh, was Tony Stark, Reed Richards, Black Bolt, Stephen Strange, uh, and Charles Xavier. I, those were the five that and made Obama. this decision? President Obama. And President Obama. Yeah, those... I don't think Xavier made the decision. I don't think Xavier made it, uh, but I think the rest of... Well, yeah. Black Bolt definitely didn't say anything about it. Yeah. <laughs> There's one thing we he just nodded in agreement. <laughs> he didn't disagree, which is saying, go ahead and do it. <laughs> I want to know what the sound is that is made when he speaks. I mean, I'll, maybe you can't hear it, but I like to imagine it's like, wah, but it's super loud. I've only ever, seen, I've only yeah. ever seen him say the, the one thing, really, when he screams uh, Galactus's name out in Earth-X. Galactus! Oh, Galactus! There's a very trill song you will Well, in Earth-X, Galactus is... Franklin. Franklin. And so he screams Franklin. Franklin! He goes into the upper atmosphere and screams Franklin in his face. Can Black Bolt just have the worst noise ever? He sings show tunes. Franklin! Hello, my honey! Hello, my baby! Hello, Franklin! Everyone just gets blown away. That's Black Bolt. Oh. Terrigen missed, y'all. It's a hell of a drug. <laughs> Terrigen's a hell of a drug. Hulk lands on a new planet. He's supposed to land on a planet that is just like green stuff and hearts and everything's wonderful. <laughs> Harmony. He was supposed to land on the Mushroom Kingdom. He was supposed to land on the Mushroom Kingdom. He did not. Instead, landed Become on um, a planet, the planet whose name is Sakar, maybe? Yes. Yeah. Mm. And he is Sacker. He's Sacker. And he is Damn immediately so. confronted by royal guard um, of the king, who is Red called king. Red King. The Red King, yeah. Um, he tells the Hulk to kneel. The Hulk says no. Hulk gets blasted in the face and falls out. Now, the reason he falls out is because they've explained he's depowered from the crash. Right. He passed through some kind of wormhole or whatever that, instead of taking him to this designated planet, took he him went to the car. Yeah. Cock shit. Yep. <laughs> and they put him in a slave trade. And in a slave trade. Yep. Yeah. Well, I mean, I have to assume that there's probably a few of them, so this is one of them. <laughs> well, I, I, I have to go back. We have to preface this. I mean, really, the way to summarize Planet Hulk is in, in its entirety is imagine if the Incredible Hulk was playing the role of John Carter starring in the film Gladiator. Yep. Or Spartacus. <laughs> Actually, Spartacus, Spartacus is probably is a much yeah. better. Yeah. Or a beautiful mind. <laughs> no, Spartacus. So he's sold into slavery, and the slaver is like, sells it to someone else, who ends up becoming, he ends up fighting for his life in a Coliseum. Mm -hmm. Now, in the Coliseum, we meet uh, a few people. We'll get into that in a second. First, let's just say that there's a giant badass squid that he just destroys. Ends up helping some little bug creature named Meek. Mike. Who Amos likes to call Mike. <laughs> Is it Meek? I, I keep calling him Mike. Meek. <laughs> I think it's Meek, I but could, I just called him so Mike. There's so alien names in this. Yeah, so his name's just Mike. <clears throat> yeah, I mean, this is awesome. Like, it looks like a half spider, half uh, uh, octopus thing. It looks and... like a Cloverfield monster. Yeah, I mean, Hulk 
And Hulk smashes it. Hulk smashes it. It's really good. And this whole time, the Red King is watching, and also the Red King's um, bodyguard, whose name uh, we will be calling her Old Strong Lady, because she is of the Old Strong and she is a lady. She has a very difficult name to pronounce. It's all vowels. So let's just say Old Strong Lady. Old okay? Strong. So old the Old Strong Lady shoots Hulk and uh, doesn't really do much to Hulk, and the Red King decides to man up and fight. And the, the old king and Hulk fight. Hulk slashes and says Hulk slash, which is pretty awesome. Uh, the cheek of the Red King, which is a big deal because I guess the Red King's such a good fighter that it's never happened before. It's like that scene in, um, what is it, 300, where uh, Xerxes first gets cut. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. He like, goes past his, like, his, uh, his, his ear cheek. or whatever, his right. cheek, yeah. And everybody's like, wait, he can bleed. He's not a god. Sort of a similar scene with this. Absolutely. It's, there's a lot so of that was the climax of that, and we're just at the beginning. <laughs> we're just starting. This is a long one, guys. <laughs> yeah. And uh, so it's a big deal, and Old Strong Lady jumps in and, and tries to beat up Hulk, and then while they're fighting, the, uh, the Red King puts the smack down out of nowhere on Hulk, and he passes out. And this is just the start of the hatred between the Red King and Hulk. And for some reason, the Red King doesn't kill Hulk. And it's not really... Like, I don't really understand why he doesn't. But he just assumes that Hulk's not going to succeed in the Maw. And the Maw is basically the training ground for the armies of the Red King. He cut me, but he'll never make it past the training my soldiers go through. (laughs) Is the Maw. The Maw's a cool name. It's a it's a it's a character flaw of so many evil tyrant types in fiction. I would just assume it's impossible for yeah. you to get past what I've created. Yeah, they want to make an example of the hero. So in the uh, the Maw, this uh, death camp for gladiators. Next issue. Yeah. The this is issue two of Exile, which is the first run of uh, Planet Hulk. Oh yeah, should we explain the sort of the structure of the story? It's uh, so you've got a four-part uh, miniseries, we'll call it Exile, and then you've got another four-part series. What was that called? Armageddon or Armageddon? And then you've got another four-part series called Something, <laughs> and then you've got a two-part series that that all makes up Planet Hulk. Yeah, so, so there's, there's a lot of issues. Thing, yeah, the saga. And in the second issue, we're, we're introduced to all of the characters. Um, there are too many characters in this book, in my opinion, and too many side plots, but the main plot is so good that it kind of lifts up the rest of uh, the book. So we're introduced to Meek, who is the last of his hive. And uh, I guess the hive thing is what you think it would be of, is that a bug lives in a hive and is kind of like a clan. They're sort of like ants. They're kind of humanoid like ants, ants yeah. with his people. Luckily, he doesn't have testicles on his chin like the other character we're introduced to. Um, <laughs> that would be Captain Lowen and Elo Kafi. Uh, they uh, are these red guys from the previous, before the Red King, the previous dictator, and they're being thrown down there. And they have testicles under their chins. Uh, what was that race from Men in Black? 
uh, yeah. balls on chins or whatever. Yeah, basically. Oh, that's what I was trying to think of. Uh, uh, balls on chinians. Yeah. Balls on chinians. <laughs> um, the the character that is the strongest that we're introduced, other than Hulk, is Korg. He is part of the rock people. I don't know. Cronans. Cronans. Yes. And, and keep in mind that the Cronans were uh, originally introduced in uh, Thor back in the 60s. They were a group of uh, rock monsters that he fought. So, so a lot of these characters, these alien races that show up, um, Show up sometime. Before, yeah. yeah, yeah, in uh, previous comics and such. Yeah, it's a nice little yeah, the, the other that bug, all kind of ties, you know, to things previous. The other bug who's there is part of the brood. A single brood. Yeah, I forgot her <laughs> name. Um, she's called, called Brood. Just Brood. So yeah. she's she's pretty badass too. There's Hiromi, Hiroleum, and he, he is an unbound, just like uh, the other old strong, other old strong. So. And all of these characters really don't have um, much to do about the main plot. There's some side plots. The the one that is most important and is pretty awesome, in my opinion, is Meek. Meek oh, is yeah. awesome, and Korg is all right. Meek is like a really violent Jar Jar Binks. Yep. <laughs> sort of comical, but but he's, he's got the bloodlust. Yeah. Yeah. Just like Columbus, he get the bloodlust. <laughs> so after they sit around um, in this cage and explain that, look, the only way we're going to get through the Maw is if we team up. We, you know, Hulk is kind of like, whatevs. But everyone else is like... I will like, kill all these people just yeah, like... everyone else is like, well, we haven't really... I mean, we see they're tough Hulk, but this is going to be tough, so we need to band together. So they decide to band together. They make some sandwiches jokes. It's okay. <laughs> and then they end up having to fight the next day... Um, a bunch of uh, zombie Cronans, which is uh, Korg's race. Korg's race, and Korg kind of flips out about it, and Hulk doesn't. He just smacks these rock people around. Hulk. One of them turns out to be Korg's brother. Oh yeah, God, that's harsh, right. man. But you know what? Hulk smashed him, and uh, they win the games. And they're getting a lot of. They're getting very popular in front of the people. They're becoming kind of. Um, like celebrities. Celebrities. Mm -hmm. uh, boy bands, if boy bands didn't sing and instead killed people in a gladiator type situation, they're becoming celebrities. Uh, so they've, they've end up fighting a few different types of people in the stadium. They win a big match and then they're brought into the back um, to celebrate. And in the celebrate, there's food and hookers. <laughs> and <There's> food and hookers. <laughs> That's exactly you know, what's going on. And... Uh, at this point, the Red King is kind of aware of how dangerous Hulk has actually become because now he's popular. And he sends the old strong lady to go try and buy him out. And the old strong lady's like, hey, let me buy you out. Let's, you know, we'll hush you up, you'll come join the army, whatever, whatever. And he's like, no, I'm gonna stay here and keep blowing stuff up and beating people up. And she's like, they're just gonna treat you like a monster. And he says, these guys know what monsters like, as he has two ladies on each hand, arm, Which is and, gross. and walks into the back room. Old strong lady really judges him, and let me pause right here and say, what type of woman could handle Hulk in the bedroom 
because they looked really human in this. Like, they're, they're all aliens. And then you, you go to this, like, one panel, and it's, like, two white girls <laughs> going in the back with, uh, with Hulk. And I think to myself, they're not leaving that room. I see adult diapers in your future. Oh. Fried diapers. <laughs> No, I'm sorry. I mean, well, you keep in mind that the Hulk has been depowered because that's the thing. Like, normally on Earth, nothing can hurt the Hulk. But apparently on this world, everything can hurt the Hulk. So that's the big difference in this story compared to other Hulk stories is that he's a lot more vulnerable. Although, you know, I, I won't get into it right now, but that's something that's kind of questionable given the task he performs you know, how vulnerable, because he gets stabbed and, and, and cut a lot in this story. And at this point, we lose two of the side characters um, because they're trying to team up with the Rebellion. Uh, and Hulk, basically the Rebellion tries to blow Hulk out of there because the Rebellion against the Red King believe that Hulk is actually the Scar son. Yeah, that, Sakar son. Yeah, that he is the, the the man who has come to save the chosen everyone. one for the prophesied. He's got nothing to do with that. And in fact, he says something that I thought was pretty cool. He says, first the monsters fear you, then the monsters love you, and then they fear you again. It's or like a variation on that Gandhi line. Yeah. Um, and they're basically saying that, you know, you can treat me like a monster. Not be the change you want and to then all of a sudden, on that one. I'm the person who can save you, but then I'm a monster again. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's written much more eloquently, but that, that's the gist of it. And I thought it was pretty good. And uh, I kind of sped through um, the second and third comic there because they really bleed together. Uh, so Exile 4, or the end of Exile 3, um, they're fighting again in the arena. And the Red King decides to drop a bomb into the arena and kill all the people around there. But instead of doing that, Hulk jumps up and punches the bomb and absorbs the blast <laughs> and ends up becoming a savior to everyone there. Uh, I love that like you can't that like the Red King can fight this guy and do pretty well one on one, but he can absorb a bomb. Well, so Hulk, he, was, man, he was created by by uh, gamma radiation, gamma bomb. So yeah. And uh, in that fight, one of the characters um, gets injured and dies that's on the Hulk's team. His name's like Lewinsky or something like that. He's not, he's not a really Monica Lewinsky. Yeah, Monica is Lewinsky name. is the character. Uh, not too important, but what the reason I'm mentioning it is at that point, everyone says we're warbound. We're brothers. Yeah. And this is really what united them yeah. is the, the death of one of their comrades. And uh, so, also, let me mention a few of his nicknames, Hulks, because he's called many things. Or <laughs> two, two Hands. Two Hands, and uh, Sakaar Son. That name he gets from uh, Meek, because Meek, being a bug, has, like, what, four hands? Six. six. Well, if, if he, like, I guess since two of them are feet now. <laughs> two of them are feet. So. Feets. <laughs> How many thorax do you have? Two hands? Well, what done. is a sandwich? I am Mike. Maik, Maik, <laughs> I am Maik. What is sandwich? Yep, that's how he talks. So we kind of blew through the first three quickly, um, but basically, what's happened in Exile is that Hulk and the Warbound are growing this. I see that band. 
Hulk of the War Map. Hulk of the yeah. War Map. They're they're growing a lot of respect um, and popularity. And camaraderie amongst and, each other. Yep. And then the the people who are fighting against the king think that he uh, he is the Sakar son. And on top of that, which is a prophecy yep. savior. Yeah. Prophecy savior and. Uh, the Red King has noticed what a mistake that he made by not offing this creature while he could. And in further attempts to kill Hulk, we are brought to the last of the four for exile, and uh, we're introduced to... The Silver Savage! Silver Savage! The Silver Savage, which ends up being uh, the Silver, uh, Surfer. Silver Surfer. But he uses his surfboard as a shield, which is really awesome. And he has a uh, he has in him what all of the other warriors have implanted in them, which I failed to mention. Yeah. It was a disc that controls him. Yeah. Which I, I have to say, I find a great deal of fault with them putting Silver Surfer in here and just sort of his overall characterization. I mean, my thing is normally in comics, the Silver Surfer's always been feared by other alien cultures because he's the he's Herald the of Galactus and the and the uh, Harbinger of Doom. Yeah, and the wielder of power cosmic. I and mean, then, he's, but he wasn't at this point. No, he was. That's his history in comics. I mean... Yeah, yeah, but he wasn't the Herald at this time. Oh, no, but still, you figure that guy's reputation... Sure, still, he's pretty powerful. Yeah, he, he can... He but can, Hulk is pretty powerful, and he's got a disc in him. Who captured Silver Star? <laughs> well, it's, the same, on him? it's the same thing as, as Hulk. He goes through this wormhole, yeah. and he's weakened. Somehow, Hulk gathers up enough power to fight the Silver Surfer... And then breaks Silver Surfer breaks everyone else's discs. Breaking discs. Yeah, uh, Hulk breaks his disc. Not <laughs> not Hulk's. Hulk breaks the Surfer's disc. And then, as repayment, essentially, Silver Surfer breaks everyone else's discs. And then all bets are off. <laughs> yep. So Silver Surfer basically freed every single slave in this yeah. society who and had been controlled. And he says, by, hey, Hulk. You know, a disc. Come on home with me. E.T. style. He's yeah. like, hop in the back of my surfboard, guy. Which would be Hulk. a great visual. Yeah. <laughs> Surfing Hulk. <laughs> and uh, that doesn't happen. Hulk uh, decides that he's got, you know, the, he is he's been his war bound. He's, he's being so much alien um, booty that he's not going anywhere. <laughs> but actually, we're finding that Hulk is, is slowly going from like a Hulk smash... Um, persona to a Hulk help to a Hulk help to uh, to fitting in somewhere for once mm-hmm. because there's no monsters he because everyone's monsters yeah, yeah. he's he's the superhero he's the Captain America he's and knowing what the Avengers did to him I mean he doesn't really want to go back home no so now we're going to talk about the next arc which is called Anarchy so it's the fifth book um, in the series, what number? Um, it's 96 in The Incredible Hulk. Hulk, For those of you playing along at home. Uh, well, basically, one thing you find out is that uh, the Hulk, apparently wherever he uh, spills his blood, some strange vine is growing. And this only adds to talk amongst certain circles of people. That he is he might be the Sakaar son, yeah. which is the uh, prophesied uh, savior of Sakaar, uh, but you know, Hulk pretty much denies that. But, uh, Who's that? Hulkarak. <laughs> but basically, after this slave revolt, Hulk leads 
his uh, fellow warbound and the rest of the uh, Sakarzian uh, slaves into the wilderness where they try to strategize and figure out what their next plan of action is going to be. Because after all the obedience discs were broken, all of the gladiators and many of the surrounding communities that were in the Colosseum has decided to jump behind Hulk in his war against the Red King. Because yeah. at this point, he's Hulk is no longer playing. He wants to go kill this Red King. So they're following him for various different reasons. And uh, you know, I, I have to come. I have to mention Meek. Uh, he's 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 down for the cause when it comes to the Hulk. Like that is mm-hmm. his dude. Uh, he will not tolerate anyone talking crap about him. And Meek starts showing his true colors. I mean, he's he's on the same side as the Hulk, but he's got a vendetta against the. Uh, I guess the. I don't know. Yeah, I understand about Sakaar. It's it's comprised of multiple races. Right. Yeah. But the dominant race. Yes, yeah, a yeah. melting pot. But the dominant race are the. Uh, pink skin, testicle chinned uh, characters that you see throughout this book. The Balzanchins. The bo- yes, those folks. Um, so, Old Strong, who is the. Uh, Corianair. How, how do you pronounce I really want to. Ta- I want to know how you pronounce that. Something like that. We're talking yeah. about Lady Old Strong? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lady Old Strong. Yeah, she's like the Emperor's hand. I'm sorry, that's from Star Wars. She's like his lieutenant <laughs> or whatever. It's called the Red King's Shadow. Yeah. The Red King's yeah. Shadow basically means she's his general of war or whatever, but uh, they're trying to figure out how they're going to... The Red King wants the Hulk captured, preferably killed, but uh, they're trying to figure out what they're going to do to uh, bring these uh, recently... Uh, what's the word I'm looking for? These uh, escaped slaves back into custody. Liberated. Liberated slaves. Though. And Hulk, Hulk at this point is like, yeah, let's go... Let's go attack these guys. Let's go rush into war. And at this at this point, one of the his people on the side, who has not spoken until now, um, who's also old strong, kind of old, that guy kind of becomes Hulk's um, military his operative advisor. Yeah, his art of war, if you his will. His son Shu. Yeah, his son Shu, and says, "No, don't rush into this because it's going to be a trap." And at that point. We are introduced to the wild bots. Yeah. And the wild bots are a really cool idea. It's like animals that are robots that are roaming the land. Right. And killing everything. (laughs) And just killing everything. And uh, so Hulk and the army kind of backtrack into this um, town. And that town uh, has been having a wild bot problem that the Red King is ignoring. And so Hulk comes up and kills a bunch of Red Bots and the, the town's kind of happy about it. But then the side plot is introduced with Meek. Right, so um, this town, like I said, they're a farming community, if I'm not mistaken. And uh, they're led by uh, one of the Pink Sakarzians. Pinkies, as uh, Meek calls them. Pinkies. Uh... Uh, Meek's race, like I said, the hive, they're sort of ant-like, insectoid creatures. Um, the leader of this group uh, apparently was a slaver at one point, or he worked for the emperor. And as a child, uh, they drove Meek and his family off their land, and uh, ki- this guy killed Meek's father, and uh, as well as his fe- fellow hiveling brothers and sisters. 
and um, you have a flashback of that. Meek does this technique, which I guess they call kimming, where he releases pheromones or whatever, and people are able to see his thoughts and memories. And you have a flashback to Meek as a child, and you realize why he has such hatred for the Pinkies because of what they did to him and his family and uh, how he was forced into, his family was murdered, he was forced into slavery, and eventually, um, you know, once he escaped, you know, he had to survive by uh, becoming a thief. Well, anyway, they uh, decide because of this whole situation with the wild bots that, and the, uh, the Red King not doing thing to help their situation, they want to team up with the Hulk, I'm not mistaken. Well, Meek has a problem with it right. because the mayor of that town, like you said, was a slaver that enslaved Meek's hive. Right. And so Meek decides to fight in the mayor. The mayor says okay, and they go at it. And right as Meek's about to kill the mayor, uh, it's interrupted by uh, Hulk and Korg. And Meek doesn't understand why Hulk won't let him kill the mayor. And then Korg says, if you don't get it, then you don't understand. And this is the turning point in the book that explains the difference of Hulk who landed on this planet right. and Hulk who is learning, here today, yeah. learning to love this planet in his own way. He's becoming more of a warrior king and less of a kill-all mm. because Meek is just following the rules that... And, following in Hulk's footsteps when Hulk fell down on the ground and started killing everyone. Like in the beginning of the book, Hulk is like, you make him pay, and then you keep making him pay. Right. And Meek is like, why am I not doing that? And it's never explained why Hulk changes his mind. Korg's just like, well, if you don't get it, you don't get it. it but what it does for the reader is it, it shows you that Hulk is changing and becoming more of a warrior king. Right. Um, meanwhile... The uh, Red King has decided to just start flame-bombing his own people in hopes to entrap the uh, Hulk army around this mare. Oh. Yeah. So that's happening. And at the same time, we find that Meek's hive is actually underground in this town. So all of Meek's... Um, Chil children, hivelings, however you want to... Are, brothers, they weren't brothers. killed. Let's say yeah. brothers weren't killed. Yeah, they weren't brother meeks. Yeah, they were just hiding. And so they come up out of the ground at the same time. So there's like two plots going on in the same comic here. And how do you think they uh, speak? What do you think that sound is? Click, 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 click. A lot of instant clicking. Click, 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 click. I think that's how the bugs cry. <laughs> oh, bugs cry. Yeah, I was saying, this is what it sounds like when bugs cry. Yeah. I think we made that clip too while we were writing all this down. Yeah. <laughs> R.I.P. Prince. And I guess in retaliation, yeah, he lets the he lets those people live, but he burns their village for having. Uh, that's what I gathered at the end of that issue. Is that yeah. Let them live, but burn down their farm, their homes and their farmland and whatnot in retaliation for what they did to these people. Um, let me, side note, say that Old Strong Lady at this point is starting to um, question the Red King's motives and what the Red King is doing. She's not ready to jump ship necessarily, but she's thinking about she's it. Got, she's got some, uh, some inklings of some, some things that she's probably not privy to going down. 
and he's spending most of his, let's say, on-screen time just lighting random people on fire. Yeah. So she's probably getting tired of that. Hey, yeah. you gotta. Anytime that you're close to someone who physically harms lots of other people, you have to wonder when the day will come for you. Amos, why don't you lead this comic? All right. <clears throat> so this is uh, Anarchy Part Two of Four, Issue Ninety Seven. We start out with the Red King doing his favorite thing, which is lighting a whole bunch of people on fire. Cut to old lady, old lady strong stuff. <laughs> old lady McStrong stuff. Old lady McStrong pants <laughs> fighting against the rebels. And uh, then Hulk shows up and smashes a dinosaur in the face. Because that's what Hulk do. <laughs> Doesn't he uh, take an obedience disc out of that dinosaur and then ride that dinosaur? That is what that's what he do. He smashes its tooth and then he removes its obedience disc. This is a giant dinosaur He's... creature. Uh, where are they at this point? They're are back they at the mall. mall. Okay, so Hulk and that. his army have gone back to the mall, which was the training ground where uh, he first met all of his uh, compatriots. So. He has basically dominated the shit out of a big dinosaur, and now he's riding it, because that's what he does. So, he's got a big army. They are going toward the Red King's Keep, or his palace. Uh, they come across a bunch of Imperial Guards, and they're... What are these robots called? Death Knots? Something cool like that? Anyway, they're all going to fight. Big explosion. Lots of slamming shit around at Meek kills a dude. So this is when Meek first... Uh, kills the guy who... Point, at point out, he kills the guy who killed his father. Yep. Yes. Finally, he finally kills the mayor. Yeah. yeah. Stabs the mayor right through the gut, who goes, Good, now you're just like me! To which Meek responds, Grah! <laughs> yeah. Can I, can I just summarize every issue? <laughs> yes. Yeah, anyway. But then he gets like... And then the goes, Grah! He gets the bloodlust, because they're like, It's over, Meek. And he's like, No. It's just Meek begun. just starting. <laughs> <laughs> and then he crackies right across the Crackies. I love Meek's sound effects. Anyway, so, yeah. Meek, all his dudes, bloodlust. They're going after all these pinkies. Hulk's like, wait a second. This is stupid. And he does my favorite Hulk thing that he always does where he slams his fists together and creates a sonic boom that just yeah. blows everyone It makes away. a clap. With sonic boom. Which I have to point out, there, there are two stupid characters, who, two characters who constantly go about things the wrong way in this entire story, and that's Meek and the uh, the other pink-skinned girl, Elo. Elo. yeah. I felt like she was in this story to constantly do stupid shit, only to be corrected by by the Hulk. No, listen... Yeah, like that's sort of, that, that was her purpose. It was just to be dumbheaded and Hulk has to fix it. Yeah, there are, there are a couple characters in the Warbound party that could stand to be fleshed out more. Obviously yeah. not uh, Lewinsky, because he <laughs> dies immediately. Yeah. But, he uh, was, well, he did his part. Yeah, well, yeah. I mean, that's why I've only talked about he brings um, them all together. Meek and Korg, because Cause he, they're awesome. Because we don't really need to talk about the brood lady because all she does is like enjoy Be a brood. killing. It's really it's the female characters that are not uh, developed very well. <laughs> Good Go job, figure. Pack. Yeah, <laughs> Ultron's pretty well. Well, yeah, you're she's right. She's pretty, she's pretty yeah. badass of the three. Ultron. <laughs> anyway, so so Hulk has slapped everyone down, and then 
Meek gets up and yells, why? And throws his spear into Hulk's chest. Multiple spears into yeah, Hulk's but, chest. Yeah. They're in his chest. And it's not yeah. just like they're pointed at them. They're like literally in his chest. He buries a spear in Hulk's chest. Would kill anyone, but this is the Hulk. <laughs> so, we have an exchange. Why are you stopping me, two hands? Cork says, you should know that already, little one. And Meek says, all I knowing is what he teaching. This is how Meek talks. He's very Yoda-esque, except he's not Uh, very smart. He's very Jar Jar Meeks. Right, yeah. He's like if Jar Jar had any kind of development. Jar Jar Meeks! (laughs) So, we cut to the arena district in Crown City, where, guess what? Everything's on fire. Because that's what the Red King does right now. So, we've got a riot going on. And, yep, there's a panel where the Red King blasts somebody. And uh, you see old lady strong stuff trying to reason with the king. Which doesn't work. Soon. So we cut back to the border of the steps, which is where the Hulk's party is. There's an exchange where Meek is starting to decide that everyone else in his group is a wuss. We'll say they're not ready to go to go the distance to uh, really free themselves. He's kind of becoming a Malcolm X of uh, of bugs, if you will. So, this is where the other bug creatures decide that Meek is the is the sort of real. Well, the, the other the rest of his hive decide that right. he's the hive leader and that he's actually the um, Sakar son, right? Right. right. So, the brood creature says, Meek, it's time for you to change. And you see a panel with Meek in a cocoon. And usually when bugs do that, real shit's about to go down. <laughs> Whenever I see cocoons, I run. Yeah. Especially the movie. <laughs> if I ever see a caterpillar go into any kind of encasing, I know to get out of the way. <laughs> it's, this is going to get coming. bad in a minute. Yeah. This so. terrifying butterflies. <laughs> So, new day, sunrise, the Hulk is being the Hulk, he's being a badass, and then, wait a second, Meek has turned into some kind of super top-heavy superhero. He's, he looks like a giant cockroach. He looks like Dr. Robotnik if he was a bug. Basically, he turns into the spitting image of his father. Yeah. 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 More, or more filled out, because robust-looking insect insectoid creature. Or like, you know, one of those things from the second Turtles movie. Yeah. Taka or Razor or whatever it is. And he has no pupils anymore. So he's creepy looking. He looks tough. Yeah. And he's telling the Hulk, you're not going anywhere, Hulk. I'm the boss now. I'm the captain now. (laughs) And anyway, that's the end of that issue. This happens a few times (laughs) where they supposedly split up but then they come right back together. So... It it as much as I like the Meek story, it doesn't really play very nice with the main plot of the Planet Hulk. What happens next is that the Red King pretty much tells the old strong lady to go um, go fight the Hulk and yeah. just end this. So old strong lady does, and she uses the old strong power on him, which is a pretty badass move, which. She kind of like zaps him slash hits the floor or something like that. Well, she has the ability to like turn to stone or something mm-hmm. like that. And he survives, and he's like, "That was pretty awesome. You're strong." And she's like, "Oh my god, you <laughs> survived it." 
You're also old. <laughs> you still old, strong. Uh, and all of a sudden, the spikes are dropped, the, which are a weird bomb slash organic material that destroys everything and makes everything look like a cool zombie. Yeah, like... They're, they're, they're the flood from Halo. Yeah, yeah was, it, like, was, it mutates and kind of, you know, rips apart. I mean, it's just nasty. It's a chemical warfare of sorts, I guess. Mm-hmm. And at that point, Old Strong Lady knows that she can't beat the Hulk, but she slams his foot with... Uh, a sword, which supposedly would immobilize him, but it doesn't really. And then he's such a nice guy that he throws her out of danger, which makes no sense. Yeah, I couldn't, like, did he do that to save her, or was he just pissed and it was just like, if you laid in, like, threw her? Hell no. Yeah, was he trying to, I don't get it. But whatever, I mean, when he tosses he her, she's like, wrong. Grog. Grog. Um, and then, you know, the uh, the spikes don't really do much to him, but it makes him look pretty awesome. Yeah, like, when he tosses her, she, like, tucks her knees up and, like... Like she's doing a cannonball. Yeah. Like, she becomes she's, the vision. And she's just, just got this bemused smile yeah. on her face. Ah. Uh, <laughs> he threw me. <laughs> he really cares. And we're, we're coming up to the end of this arc. They're in Ansara at this point. Uh, the Red King is still bombing this town, um, and the old strong lady finds out that the Red King is is the one who has been firebombing, um, but doesn't yet know that he's also the one who's been dropping the spikes, uh, because that's not clear. Now, with these bombs that are dropping, kids are dying. And we have this really neat panel where she's holding a pinky in her arms, like a baby pinky, and she turns to stone as this explosion happens, and then this uh, child is turned to dust in her hands, which this is the this is the end for her. This, this is the breaking point. This is her breaking point where she's holding someone. Now, through previous uh, um, comics that we haven't talked about, we were giving the background for all of... Um, the characters and where they came from the old strong uh, lady has been with the Red King forever um, since they were very very young and she's always been his hand not really respecting him but for her to move away from that world is a big deal yeah and then the last arc also the queen also the queen oh yeah that's right go ahead Amos tell us about bug queen well, we find her. <laughs> Who is the bug queen? Yeah. So, while this town of Ansara is being attacked by uh, the Red King and his spike agents, or his spike weapon, uh, Meek finds a bug queen who is trapped in this town. So, you know, this is like, if you've ever seen A Bug's Life, or any <laughs> documentary about insects... It's like that. The queen is the lifeblood of the hive. Without her, they can't survive. And he thought that there were no queens left. So he has found a way to save his species. So it's very important to him that he saves this queen. And that's what he tries to do. But she gets infected with spikes. Yeah. So a lot is bad. going on in the towns around them. Firebombs, 
okay? Spike bombs. And at the same time, all of the bug people are fighting the pinkies. And at the same time, all of the uh, Red King's uh, army is fighting against the uprising. There's so much action happening when we're reading these comics that it's really hard to follow the main plot if you try to entertain the side plots, in yeah. my opinion. It's kind of like if someone asked you at this point in Game of Thrones slash Song of Ice and Fire, what's this story about? Well, there's a, <laughs> a lot. A bunch of dudes and a lady are going after the Iron Throne. Yeah. That, yeah, you could synopsize it that way. Is that right? I'll say that's right. Synopsis. 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 Uh, but you would omit a lot. Right. Hulk is like a comic version of that. So, you know, it's a much smaller story. So, issue 100. Planet Hulk Allegiance, part one of four. This is the third arc of the Planet Hulk. The third Sorry. and final arc. And it starts Almost. off with the Imperial Guard <laughs> attacking Hulk's army. Also, actually, it starts off with the brood giving a puppet show. <laughs> Wait, does that really happen? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, I missed it. Turns out the children. Yeah, the brood. Who, if we haven't been clear, the brood is one creature that is That's part of a hive mind insect race, not Meek's insect race, a different one from a different planet, and she's the last of their kind left. And the brood in the Marvel universe is loosely based on the aliens yeah, franchise. And look very much like uh, the xenomorphs. Like a, they're like wasp xenomorphs, basically. Yeah. yeah. So I love what uh, Greg Pak and, and his team do with this character because she's never doing anything too scary and aliensy. She's usually entertaining children. Yeah, she's the most nurturing, right, of all these characters. Although she's also, but she's also very deadly. Yeah, she also stabs a few people yeah. through the chest, but you know. Everybody's got their faults. <laughs> Crack a few eggs. <laughs> so you start out this issue with her giving a bunch of uh, bug children a puppet show to tell the story of what Hulk has done for them so far. Very good puppets, too. I don't know what they're yeah. working with out there. She made fantastic puppets. She made some good-ass puppets. I would assume that she can lay spider eggs out. She probably made those out of silk mm. um, <laughs> and weaved them and then dyed them with various berries found various berries you need grass for the Hulk various yeah, berries that's uh, Marion Berry's cousin various <laughs> berries uh, that is my nickname on all of the adult sites various berries <laughs> various berries okay all people think I'm more than one berry <laughs> I'm various alright so the Imperial Guard attacks Hulk's army uh, one of my favorite scenes in the Allegiance uh, book is that Hulk uh, slams into the ground until he finds a volcano and unleashes lava <laughs> to kill people. That's so great. <coughs> He's just digging into the planet and he finds a volcano and yeah, explodes. Tectonic plates down here somewhere. Yeah. 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 Well, it's volcano juice. All well, over well you find out the only thing that can kill the spikes is fire. Yep. So He needs some heat. Yeah, he releases some lava. And there was no Taco Bell around, so he needed some way to get to some heat and quick. <laughs> he fourth mealed all over yeah. them. But this, but it, but you also have to realize this point. This goes to my uh, my favorite line in this whole series when he unleashes that lava. Everyone freaks out. I'm like, Hulk, what are you doing? He's like, I had a feeling about this. Spikes don't surf. <laughs> 
basically, he unleashes a lava flow. It's a torrent. And it's like so much lava. It's so much lava. <laughs> and him and his warbound are riding on the, they're surfing on the rocks. And basically, he quotes Apocalypse Now. The whole Charlie don't surf. Apparently, spikes don't surf. <laughs> and they're being bur- as he surfs past them on his rock. <laughs> Burn spikes up. are being <laughs> destroyed by all the hot lava. That's great. Uh, but the spikes did get to someone. Oh, they got to the queen. Okay. Right. They got to the queen. Yeah. Which is kind of inevitable, especially whenever you know you see her in such a tender moment at the beginning of this book. You got to believe, like, yeah, she's probably gonna get killed. So and, at, and at this point, the bug queen. I don't know if it's out. introduced now or maybe earlier, and we passed it. Is that we find out that the pinkies the whole time have been harvesting her eggs and eating them. Yes. Ew. Mm-hmm. A delicacy. Basically, Ew. like what we do with milk. Uh, or actual eggs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Or, yeah, that's true. Yeah, or bug eggs, <laughs> not <laughs> chicken <laughs> eggs. Bug eggs. Bug eggs? Which is the chicken so, place, which is the actual <laughs> eggs we eat. I mean. <laughs> so the queen, she turns into a spike queen, which yeah. makes her even more gross than she was before. <laughs> yeah. And Hulk and some other people are like, oh, we'll take care of it. And Mika's like, no. This is my queen. Let me take care of it. But he doesn't say any of that. It's a pretty no. cool series of panels where, you know, Hulk is about to smash the queen. Meek says, uh-uh. Hits Hulk, knocks him out of the way, grabs a fire gun, and what we are led to assume is he is defending the queen. However, he goes... And then he firebombs the queen into oblivion. And he cries a lot. Uh, and that's when that's another Prince outro when bugs cry. <laughs> yep. When bro, when bugs kick. <laughs> this is what it sounds like. Uh, oh man. And then, just when you think there's enough plot and side stories happening. Oh no. <laughs> we're, in, we're introduced to a We've few got tertiary. More. Along comes a shoehorn. Quadricity. <laughs> I don't know what the word is. But right now, Hulk's got to steal a big rock ship. So he ends up with Harum and the other people going to the Shadow Elders. And uh, the Shadow Elders want to talk with Hulk because they want to figure out if this guy actually is the Sakaar's son, mm-hmm. which they don't believe he is off the bat. Um, and really, Hope just kind of wanted a ship, we find out. Well, you found it's the ship that brought the, the shadow, what do they call, damn it, there's so many, let's call them shadow old people pants strong. The shadow elders, they brought their people to that planet originally. Yeah. And, uh, it's the source of their power, if I'm not mistaken. Or, or whatnot, and, and keep in mind the shadow people, that's the same species as Heroem and Larry Armstrongs. Yeah. yeah, basically they're all the same, you know, stone people or whatever they are. You can tell who they are by their gray skin. But um, they're sitting around debating with the Hulk, uh, and he goes into this sort of trippy, dream-like state and has to confront his inner demons because their concern is, if you're supposed to be this prophesied savior, then, like, why are you just this angry, destructive SOB? And Hulk being Hulk, he's like, I'm not going to, you know, quit. I'm not going to even um, argue with you guys that I'm not this, this uh, savior. I don't believe I am either. But the only reason I came here was to take your spaceship. 
<laughs> he lifts the spaceship up, <laughs> and they, they all get in the spaceship, and they fly away. And let me also say that at this point, uh, that uh, Meek and the Hive are off killing pinkies because they want to split off, and they end up coming back together. Again, let me mention that for some reason, the Meek people, the Hive, and also Hulk's... Um, army split off and come back together multiple times during this comic book and it never really makes sense um and it, it, that's one of my gripes with the comic book itself i'll tell you what's not a gripe it's hulk surfing on a giant stone ship while he slams big machines out of the sky with his fists that he's like really shooting cool. missiles at him and he's, he's catching them and throwing them back oh it's a classic pretty intense because they're going to fight the Red King. So on the way to go kill the Red King, they meet with the Spike people. Um, they communicate with the Spike people. Hulk makes a pact with the Spike people. And now the Spike people, the Elders, the Pinkies, the Hive. <laughs> the Cronans. The Cronans. The are, two bug species. The, yeah, are going to fight the Red King. The Smurfs. <laughs> well, basically, you're finding out all the different species that the uh, King has Red King has done wrong. And yeah. basically, everybody wants a piece of his ass. Who so, is left to This fight? is like the Declaration of Independence <laughs> leading up to fighting the Red King. Mm -hmm. Finally. We can talk about the Hulk fighting the Red King. Now, see, this is this one in the first arc are really all that I needed. Yep, absolutely. I didn't need Exodus and Leviticus. <laughs> no, it's so long. Um, now, before I forgot about the spikes, I was talking about Meek Kemming. So Meek Kems with the yeah. Red King, and the, so that the Red King can see what everyone else is thinking about how yes, the red what the red king has done and the red king doesn't care he's like i don't care i'm the red king i did all this to you i remember it quite well yeah, i remember doing that it was only last week <laughs> he says what do you want for me tears for these slaves for these monsters yes i killed them as is my right as is my duty and then close up on his face as is my pleasure. That's cool. Because I'm evil as shit. <laughs> I'm red. I'm red. And I'm king. <laughs> what didn't you know about my name? <laughs> I was both red and king <laughs> this whole time. Red and king. Uh, and then, to which Hulk responds, stupid. <laughs> and smashes his face. He hits him pretty hard. He hits him twice. Three times. Four times a lady. Four times a red king. <laughs> I'm singing a lot on this uh so the Red King is losing. Because he's losing, he says to Hulk, Look, this is your last chance, dog. You need to go ahead and kneel down and let me be the Red King. Otherwise, something might happen. And Hulk is like, uh, I'm gonna fight you. Because I'm the Hulk. <laughs> and then the Red King destroys the tectonic plates of the planet that they're on and it starts to crumble and so Hulk jumps into the planet and somehow worms his way down to the tectonic plates and snaps them together we don't really know all yeah, we know he, is that like Hulk like charges up like Baraka from uh, <laughs> well that's something that comes up throughout this entire series is that the angrier he gets the stronger he gets yep. 
So, so jumping down into the planet's core probably makes him pretty angry. That's probably my favorite page. It's so hot and I'm mad and I'm even more strong, which makes me more mad. So, so he puts Hulk, a big band-aid on the world. Hulk leaps out of the core of the planet. And and punches the shit out of the red cannon. <laughs> I mean, that's probably the best power armor. In his, in his Liefeld suit. Yeah, his Robin Liefeld design suit. And he lands outside of the city wall. In like a, in a crater, basically. Yeah. In a smoldering mass. And basically he gets murdered by the wild bots. Yeah, wild bots. You know, this is like one of those those anticlimactic deaths for me. Yeah. Because I just want to see somebody horrifically murdered whenever they've whenever they've been the, the antagonist for as many issues as we've borne through this this journey that they've made. Mm-hmm. I, I need to see Hulk take his jaw off and then beat his brains out with the jaw. You know what I mean? Yeah, I needed I something super violent. Well, well, I, I feel like so many people had off. beef with that guy. For Hulk to be the sole one to deal the killing blow wouldn't have been fair because yeah, everyone had been. legitimate... Oh, well, here's, here's the thing I like about the wild bots killing him, though, is that the wild bots were something that was supposed to be contained by the Red King, yeah. and he failed to do so because he felt like it wasn't it was Yeah, it's a bomb him. going to get eaten by his laser sharks. Yeah. <laughs> it's exactly Freaking it laser beams attached to their heads. Uh, another thing I don't like is there's, like, three more comics after this. <laughs> well, there's, 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 there's the... the and for me, yeah, I mean, this, is the, this is where the story ends. But there's, you know, they wanted to do some other things with it. So there's the wrap up with Old Strong and Hulk, and so let me let me give the quick wrap up without going not, through. We're not doing the Lord comics. of the Rings extended ending. No, here. this is what happens: this. is you think this is the end, but it's really not because we still have Meek. Mm-hmm. Meek still hates the Pinkies. Um, Ello, who's a girl we haven't Hello. talked about much, was the Who princess sucks. of the previous regime, is a Pinky. So we have Meek and her go at it when Meek tries to kill her her mom. Right. At that point, the Hulk is like, well, he's kind of figuring out that this, even though he believes the war is over, there's still a lot of war going on. So he's like, okay, you guys need to go ahead and take it to the Coliseum. Flash forward to the Coliseum. They're about to fight. Hulk jumps in between them and is like, guess what? Anyone in the Coliseum has to fight me. So you guys, we all better war bound. So he war bounds everyone. And he's saying that, look, we need to crush the beef, otherwise we're not going to be able to rebuild everything. Yes. And he this says is this after, like, 20 spears are thrown into him. Yeah, he has, that multi- <laughs> he has again, a porcupine. Yeah, multiple spears in him, but he's also the Hulk. <laughs> he is the Sakaar's son. He's two hands. Um, he's Hulk, all the things. He's all these things. And Mother of dragons. And then after that, like, so the pinkies and the hives are like, all right, all right, all right. We'll, we'll, squ- we'll squash the beef for now. But we still have the uh, spikes, and we still have the warband. Or no, so we still have the spikes, and we still have the shadow um, elders, uh, Lady Old Strong, the Old Strong people, yeah. whatever you want to call them. So the Old Strong people are like, all right, you gotta, you have to have like a shadow. And he's like, I don't want a shadow, I want a wife. Queen. So yeah. queen. So at that point, Old Strong Lady and Hulk decide to uh, couple up. Consummate. The Hulk shows her banner. The only time we see banner in all of the comics. Well, there's one other time prior where he has a, a, a hissy fit and basically wants to force Hulk to go back home. Or yeah. Oh, yeah, you're right. There's also where, uh, uh, as the spikes are draining him daily for their lifeblood, 
he becomes Banner there. Yep. And he just has a cloak on his head and looks really silly. Yep. Um, so we'll talk about that too, but... Um, no, so, we don't need to talk about that. All right. Well, not important. No. He then, uh, on his promise, takes that ship that he flew over on from the um, Elders... The Shadow Elders Valley. Puts all the spikes, spike people in that, sends them away, falls back to Earth. And everything seems like it's going to be happy ever after. But um, the Brood Queen and um, Meek aren't really that happy because they're fighters. They want to continue to fight. Their war bound shouldn't end. They are having sex. <laughs> I want to I repeat that. That these two bugs are having sex in a museum. All right. It's like a wasp having sex with an ant. An ant and a wasp. This comes out of nowhere. Yeah, it does. We, we don't really, even know if they're they're genitals or yeah. compatible. Or no, they have genitals. They're figuring we it out. There's a lot of click 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 and a lot of blah 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 blah. They make the brownie monsters from Aqua Teen Hunger Force, basically. So as they're having sex, they accidentally knock a button. The button brings up a hologram. <laughs> uh, and the backstory as to how Hulk came onto this planet. And at that point, um, the reader doesn't know this. I'm not sure if the reader knows it or not, but it's a bomb as well. No, it's not a bomb. Basically what happens is the warp core. Yeah, no, the, yeah the warp core. All right. Has a nuclear meltdown, essentially. So let's talk yeah. about it in one second, but let's first say that the bugs bring that and try to turn it into, like, a statue or whatever. For they the try to Hulk, make it into, right? a, uh, yeah, a Hulk statue. And do they know that this thing is going to explode and destroy everyone on this planet? No. I don't, yeah, I don't think so. No. I'm not convinced of that. <laughs> Okay, well, I can say something, but that's giving away something that happens in World War Hulk. You want me to do No, no, I know about it too, that's why I'm saying okay, that. Right. But let's just say that... Everything um, explodes. Everything explodes, yeah. everyone dies, everything that Hulk has been fighting for is gone. Um, his wife is dead. Their unborn child Their is... Their unborn child is dead. It is a sad, sad ending to a wonderfully positive... Kinda Hulk story. I mean, nothing good happens to the Hulk, but this was good. I mean, he was king. He had people. He had somewhere to be, and that's why we had to crush it because Hulk belongs to us, and we must have the Hulk. We need him to be angry, not happy because he's boning. Yep. There'll be none of that. So he and his warbound that are left get into the ship that is that is there or that was hovering in space, something like that. And they're on their way to the moon, the Earth's moon. And then that's where the next story picks up. And uh, that's pretty much the whole gig. The main plot and the parts with Hulk, I think, are really great. Yeah, they're strong. What pulls the story Hulk down strong. are the side stories. Even though I like Meek, even though the spikes were neat, even though the old strong stuff was kind of cool... They were their own stories, and I don't think helped prop up the main plot of Planet Hulk. If there had just been one or two of them, I would have been happy. And, and this was slightly less issues. I get it. They wanted a year's worth out of this. Actually, more than a year, I suppose. Um, 
I understand the the desire to have this kind of longer like running thing, but I mean you could have easily trimmed three to five issues off this whole thing. Oh, more than that. Probably focused more on just a few of the. Uh, it needs to be a little I elongated think... to 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 draw out the eventual battle between the two of them. But I think that there definitely could have been a little bit more focus on just one or two of the the extra subplots as opposed to just kind of sticking them in where they're not drum fills. You don't need to put them in any place. There's a, a wall in the beat. And uh, there's if you're going to do one, do it with purpose. And that just is something that doesn't happen here. Well, the thing is, you know, with any comic story, you have either individual six-issue story arcs or you have these, like, really long, drawn-out maxi-series. And when they do that, that's more or less to try to establish a new status quo. And I think this story was a new status quo at that time for the Hulk. Because really, when it comes down to the Hulk, there's only like maybe two stories you can tell. And that's like Smart Hulk, who's actually like, you know, Banner's intellect in Hulk's body. And he's a very proactive type superhero. Or it's basically Rage Machine. Rage Machine Hulk, Bruce Banner's on the run, you know, the TV show. And that's about it. And nothing like this has ever really been done with that character other than, you know, the one story they flash back to when he's um, with Morella, the green skinned lady, and, you know, he was sort of the, it was the microverse, I think, yeah. what it was. But, um,. You know, so this was this was a, a new, um, a, a totally new direction for that character as far as taking him out, out of his environment and you know putting him somewhere where he wasn't safe and uh, giving him a new cast of uh, supporting characters and such. And some of them are really good characters. Like I mean, like like you said, Meek is a is a is a cool character. Now it's, it's probably reading is probably a slog for us because we're reading it in one sitting. But you gotta imagine, yeah, of course, you're if you were a whole year fan, and a yeah, you're reading it over the course of a year. Like that was probably just the right amount of time getting it bit by bit. I think that I would have preferred because I didn't. You know, I read this a long time ago. I didn't read it issue to issue, but. I feel like it would have been much better if there were one main Hulk comic and then in every other a, a Meek story. Like it was broken out like Meek and Hulk and then like the Hulk and and, and kind of growing like planetary out. bunnies. Well, like like growing out the story horizontally with a few yeah. different trades um, I think would have been a better way to consume it. I read a Meek series. Right, I'd be into that. Um, <laughs> would, it, but the the art it knows that three to four artists, right? But they they kept the same kind of tone. Yeah. Um, yeah the book does not feel disjointed from an art perspective. It no, feels very and much as amazing. a full as a full read, it's not bad. No, not at all. It's a it's a little long, but again, I mean, when making the argument about you know, the difference between reading a tray and reading something that's that's a periodical, right? is that you can't read something that's designed to be a periodical and, and judge it necessarily by long form. Also makes you realize how great Hulk is and how Banner kind of sucks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because Banner well, um, I mean, was Hulk a really can... bad person to women, too. <laughs> it, there's, there's the... I mean, he's not Hank Pym bad, but yeah. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's... Uh, there's There's something to be said about the fact that Hulk hates Banner. Because I think most of us feel that way while reading the book from an external perspective, too. One thing you would change about Planet Hulk to make it better or worse. Dave, start. 
I would have probably taken out some of the, and I, we mentioned this a moment ago, I would have taken out some of the, the subplot maybe and made it less Spartacus, more, well, I guess less Spartacus, less John Carter, more Conan, more Gladiator. Sounds good. Amos? I would have made it about Groot. <laughs> that would no, make it much worse. Planet Groot. Groot. We are, we, <laughs> we are Groot. It, it, it are Groot. It are Groot. Meek like Groot. I would have taken out the Silver Surfer. I don't feel like he served a purpose. And it was just such a he jarring appearance. Served a purpose. And uh, I probably would have dropped, story-wise, I probably would have dropped the whole Sakarson thing because it's something that's never really concluded. Is he this prophesied savior? Because that's the thing, it's a dual... It's this Do whole, we give a shit? Well, yeah, I mean, it really didn't matter because it's the whole thing like savior, world breaker. And it's like, well, it doesn't matter because he did a little bit of both. I mean... Whether he was or not, he did. Well, you know, any story with a damn prophecy in it normally isn't going to be very good. It's weak storytelling, so... I would have added the Nova Force to come in the very end and save the planet. You and your space shit. (laughs) Yeah, man. (laughs) It wasn't space. All right, everyone. Thank you for listening to our uh, ramblings. Next week, we'll decide whether we're going to review Superman Red Sun or um, something else? We'll probably do Superman right Let's say we punish ourselves and do Annihilation. <laughs> Hell <God>. no. <laughs> we might as well just do Executioner's Song or anything. <laughs> All right, everyone. From us to you, enjoy comics even if we make you not want to. See you later. <laughs>